Hello? Hey, Derek. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. And besides the brain is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> I guess you're as good as, as can be expected. I, I'll take it out. Yeah, uh, I, you know, being where where I where I live, you know, the news broke pretty early, and uh, you know, I certainly wasn't expecting the day to start out like it was. So nice. Well, that's why I thought I uh, wanted to give you a call for a long time and kind of talk a lot of NFL. Um, so we're gonna get some Brady stuff, and then we'll go go through a couple of NFL news and bits and pieces with you, and hopefully not keep any longer than twenty five thirty minutes, if that's okay. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Cool. All right, let's get let's get started. Absolutely pleased to announce uh, to have Derek Havens, uh, featured columnist for PatsFans.com, and also part of the Dream Fourth and Two podcast, joining me here in the season of sports to discuss obviously the breaking news of Tom Brady and some other NFL news. Welcome, Derek. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Asmi, for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on and. Uh... Wish I was here under better circumstances, but we we know the big fish to fry. So let's get into it. Hey, seriously, I mean, I think our worlds were shook this morning um, with the news of Tom Brady announcing that he will be leaving the New England Patriots. Um, and I thought, who better to talk to than someone who's living uh, right in that area, in the Boston area, and can give us a rights, the proper reaction uh, to this news. Um, give me your raw initial reaction to the news. Well, I, you know, it broke earlier this morning, obviously, and like many suspected, it was going to be over social media, Instagram, especially with Brady's, you know, such strong social media presence now. It just seemed like that was the route it was going to take. Uh, the, it was seemingly moving more and more likely that Brady was not going to return. In fact, I was speaking with uh, one of my co-hosts from my podcast, uh, as you mentioned, the Patriots Fourth and Two podcast with uh, I, I do with Russ Goldman and Steve Balsheri. Uh We uh, were discussing yesterday, Steve and I offline, about Brady probably moving on, and uh, I, I felt like there was a chance he was coming back. But you know, you all the news and every, all the events leading up to it, it just really seemed like it was going to happen. That Brady was going to move on. It was time for a bunch of different reasons for him personally and for uh, professionally and for the team as well. But it's crazy. Even if you as a Patriots fan had talked yourself into, there's a chance he's leaving. When you see the news actually break and you read it, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really register quite yet. You almost feel a little numb and it's still shocking. Even if you expect, even if you expected him to leave, seeing all the reports come out that he's gone, was still just like, wow, this is surreal. I mean, I guess, you know, I, just, I was talking through it on all the different scenarios on my podcast the last few episodes as this free agency period was looming. And I gave all the reasons as to why he would leave and, you know, the weapons and all this kind of stuff. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I, I lived in denial. I always thought, no, he's just never, never going to leave. You know, Tom Brady is a patriot. I grew up watching the NFL, I got into the NFL, I got into being a Patriots fan because of Tom Brady. I, I couldn't imagine him in a different uniform. And, and here we are. Here we are. This is, now, this is now the reality. He's going to be playing for a different team. What do you think was the key breakdown in this relationship? You know, I think if you're looking at it from Bill Belichick's perspective, 
and you are talking about someone who has just orchestrated one of the greatest dynasties at all time. And in, a, in an ideal world, Brady comes back and everything you know works out, right? But I think if you look at strictly from a business standpoint, this was probably the right move to make in Belichick's eyes. The Patriots have the oldest team in the, uh, the league based on average, average, uh, average age of uh, all the players. They have a ton of holes to fill, both on offense and defense. They don't have a ton of draft capital. They are kind of up against it in terms of cap space. So to bring back a 43-year-old quarterback, uh, when Belichick has traditionally gotten rid of older players a year too early versus a year too late, I think it was a real personal kind of uh, tug at him. You know, he wasn't really sure what to do. I think a lot of... Do I think Brady and Belichick had a great relationship? I think it was a very good one. I'm sure they fought like a, like an old married couple. I can totally see that. They worked together for a long time, two decades. But I think part of Belichick, you know, knows that Tom, you know, deserves to do what he wants to do. But I think the other thing is, is he's looking at it like the best thing to do for the franchise is probably to move uh, in a different direction. And I think for Brady, Brady was looking for, I think Brady would have liked to stay if things were different. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, the, the Patriots do have a lot of holes to fill and there are some issues, um, you know, with other parts of the roster right now. And uh, maybe he was just looking to kind of, you know, just turn the page. And I think he wanted to dictate when he was going to walk away from the game. That's why I think he was insistent on kind of that appreciation word we've been hearing a lot and maybe a multi-year contract. It seems like he's going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, but even if it's even if it's a different team, I can almost guarantee it's going to be a two or three year contract, and uh, you know that will be Brady kind of controlling his own narrative when he wants to play until he wants to play, and that was something that for whatever reason Belichick just did not want to give him. Now you can make that argument that they should have, but that's where I think the rub is ultimately. Well, that that's the part where. It's crazy, right? Because this morning it hit me. Uh, one of your friends, Miguel, um, he he breaks down that the Patriots cap space, you know, religiously, and I and I saw a tweet from him this morning, and I and I replied to it. I didn't see that the cap space available. I just didn't see Tom Brady fitting unless he was going to play for free, which we know he wasn't. I was like, there's no room. Three hours later, the announcement came, so it hit me this morning, like it was over. It, it was just. That's when it hit me for some reason. Like I said, I kept living in denial. I thought the stability of the Patriots, him knowing Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, the Kraft family, everybody would just always outweigh everything. And the, the romantic in me um, always believed that he would end up end up finishing his career as a Patriot. And the thing that baffles my in my mind is, is Derek, is if this happened two years ago when Jimmy Garoppolo was around and we know that Bill Belichick wanted that to happen, and he was overruled. I, I I understood. I mean, it would have been heartbreaking, but I understood. But are we going to go into complete rebuild here now? Bill Belichick isn't getting any, any younger. I mean, this is not a coach for rebuild. And if you're going to be competitive, I don't see a quarterback out there with any economic sense that's going to be able to make you competitive. Where this leaves the Patriots in absolute no man's land, in my opinion. How do you see this? Well, honestly, it's pretty fascinating just seeing where this storyline is going to go. I, I, it's hard to do, but let's just try to take Brady and move it to the side for now, right? If you're just looking at this roster, yeah, it's fascinating. You know, what direction do the Patriots go? 
Um, if it was me personally, Asmir, I would have, I would tear everything down. You know, I would sell off your veteran players for for assets. I would try to get as much draft capital as you can. Um, I probably would ride with Stidham and see what you got. Um, or maybe if the right quarterback falls to you, you you look at to the rookie class for this year. And you know, again, if it was me, I would be kind of fake, taking a year back and trying to reload the roster with a bunch of young players, and then maybe you know tank and grab a good quarterback high next year. But that's just not Bill Belichick style. That's not the reality of yeah. what's going to happen. Like I, I guarantee you. And whether that's just not who he is, or Maybe it has a little bit of something. I don't know if it has enough to do with ego, but I mean, there's got to be at least a part of Bill that says, you know what? I need to show and I want to show that I can win without Tom Brady. Maybe not win a Super Bowl, but there's there's a, there's no way that he doesn't go into the year thinking, well, whoever I have under center, I want to put the best team around him I can, and I want to show that I can still make the playoffs and maybe make a run without Tom. And I'm sure Tom in some way wants to do the same thing with the new team and show that he can do it without Bill. I've always believed that, although I never really thought it would get to this point and I never wanted it to get to this point, but that's really just not how life works sometimes, right? So uh, I would say that um, what I do believe is going to happen is, look, they already made some moves like re-signing Matthew Slater, re-signing Devin McCourty. Those are both guys who are uh, both very good at their what they do, and they're also strong locker room and team culture guys. I think that's important, uh, especially when you lose someone like Brady right now, who's been the face of the franchise for 20 years. And now I think that they're going to look at, okay, we've lost a couple pieces in the, in the front seven on defense. Let's replace them. They've lost two linebackers yesterday, obviously. And let's put some weapons around a quarterback and let's go. But you know what? To your point earlier, Asmir, about – the cap space situation. I mean, it does make a lot of sense for them to go with a cheaper option. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I'm actually really excited to see what they plan on doing. You know, I know that's a hard thing to say if you're a Patriots fan and you're upset that Brady left, but I mean, it, it will be interesting to see how Bill kind of starts to, uh, you know, turn the page and, and, you know, build this team from scratch again. I mean, I, I, I always, th- I, I always try to look at things in a positive way. And being a Pats fan through and through, you hope to happen, hope for everything to work out and for it to happen for the right reasons. And I look at it and I'm thinking, what, what can he do? Because I, I I'm just literally, I, I'm generally and genuinely worried about it. I, I don't see what the future is. If they tear it down, I'll be the happiest man because it's going to happen sooner rather than later. It's going to have to happen. Uh, they have to tear this thing down and then get rid of the likes of Julian Edelman and and all the big guys. You know some of the other rebuilding teams are doing in the league. Um, but yeah, I just don't see which which way forward it is. You know, I think the worst position for them to be in is that no man's land, whereas you're not really a Super Bowl contender, which they've been for the last 20 years, and you're not really rebuilding and you don't see a future. You're just sort of in the middle and you don't see it. Because don't get me wrong, Buffalo, good. You know that Stefan Diggs trade last night made them a real team if they weren't already. Um, Miami's going to be better. Um, the Jets are the Jets. So I think the division's gotten stronger too. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm fascinated to see which way this is going to turn. Um, and I believe in Bill, and yeah, I really don't know which way it's going to work out. I mean, do you think Robert Kraft could have done more to keep Tom Brady? I think that 
there was there's so many different reports out there, Asmir. I don't really know, honestly. Um, you know, I'd like to have a more definitive answer for you. It seems like, you know, part of me feels like I felt like Robert Kraft was going to step in at the 11th hour and make something happen. And then there were reports saying that he was going to stay out of it and leave it all to Bill. Uh, and then what happened supposedly last night uh, was Brady and Robert Kraft met up and talked last night and Brady told him that this is what he wants to do. At least that's what we're hearing now. There's always going to be details. It's a fluid situation. I, I honestly don't know if the Patriots uh, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots kind of lowballed him or didn't give him the deal he was looking for. So he said, okay, you know what? I want to go. Or maybe Tom just really wanted to go and move on and felt like this was the right time. Uh, I don't know what the answer to that is, but I do know that, you know, Robert and um, Brady got together and, it seemed like uh, Mr. Kraft kind of kept his word in terms of what he said at the beginning of the offseason, saying anyone who's put in this much time with the organization should have, you know, should be able to get what he wants to do. And I think that he did step back for that reason because there is so much love between Robert Kraft and Tom Brady. It must have been one of those decisions where he almost took the businessman out of it for a second and just treated him like he was a close friend or family member, a, a son, as he, you know, Oh, has always referred to him as I, I just feel like it was probably a really tough thing for Mr. Kraft to do. And I'm sure it was tough for Brady. And, uh, but again, I just think, you know, I wouldn't put this on Robert Kraft. I think this decision goes on two people. It's Belichick and Brady. And I think that there's reasons there's, there's probably quote unquote blame for both sides. But again, I mean, I, I don't think you know really who to blame as a Patriots fan. Sometimes the timing just doesn't work out. You know, honestly, Asmir, I would say if you go back to a couple years ago where, you know, you have Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe Brady comes back. He he comes back after the Roger um, the Roger Goodell four-game suspension after like Deflategate and they come back 28-3 to against the Falcons and uh, you know, maybe that then you then you uh, you know move on. Maybe Brady moves on. Then he retires. He walks away from the game. Or if Brady had walked away two years ago, but he wasn't ready. He wanted to keep playing, and it just kept getting to a point where I think the team could only go so far without the wheels kind of falling off. And I think that's the situation they were put in. Now they were they were pushed. They wanted to keep him for as long as time. And I and I as a fan wanted him to stay, but there's a point, kind of a breaking point here. And I think that's what, unfortunately, how the cards were stacked against them this season. Give me, um, before we get into where you see Tom Brady next, give me a couple more pieces that might be on the move. Uh, we mentioned the tight cap space for the Patriots um, and them having to fill a lot more holes than <laughs> asses they have. Do you see likes of Julian Edelman also being dealt and moving on? Well, it's fascinating, right? You know, so if, if Tom Brady goes to a place like the Buccaneers, for example, they already have two really good receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you know, is part of the deal with the what part of the pitch with the Buccaneers. Do they say we will also go after Antonio Brown as long as he's reinstated, you know, or if that's not the case, maybe maybe the Patriots would trade Julian Edelman to where Brady, wherever Brady wants to go, if they were willing to give up a good enough asset for him. Maybe they move on from Edelman. I don't necessarily see that happening, but it's a possibility, I suppose. Uh, Joe Tooney, who uh, was in, was probably the best offensive lineman, certainly the most consistent this past season, uh, franchise tag yesterday as a guard, would be up to be paid upward to $14.5 million uh, this season. You no, know, he, he is probably a high candidate to be traded 
I think another team with uh, that needs an interior lineman could give up a mid-round pick, and maybe you move Tooney and you get some kind of an asset for him. I don't know if it would be incredibly high, because obviously they're, whoever's going to trade for them also has to work out a contract. But I think that's the potential move, um, you know, that they could look into. Uh, I also would look into the situation with Marcus Cannon on the right tackle. I think that has gone kind of, um, that's kind of gone under the under the table a little bit here because everyone's so focused on the Brady situation. But I don't think it's a guarantee Marcus Cannon is back with the team next year. He's his, uh, they they could save I think close to six million dollars uh, with Marcus Cannon moving on. And whether that's, you know, retires, traded, released, you know, I, I would look into, uh, you know, that potentially as an option, uh, at least those options on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, you could look into some maybe some Hightower or Gilmore restructures, uh, but I, I'm not really sure there's too many more moves to make on the defensive side of the ball. They they simply just couldn't pay the guys that they were going to hit the market like Jamie Collins, uh, like Kyle Van Noy. Those guys got the money we pretty much expected them to, and that's just how it's going to go. But certainly a new collective bargaining agreement that was agreed to will give the Patriots a little more cap flexibility and how they structure their deals moving forward. Absolutely. It's going to be... I mean, it's it's going to be a fascinating few days. I mean, it's only been the last forty last forty eight hours have absolutely spun my head. Yeah, definitely, absolutely <laughs> spun my head around. It's been it's been crazy. Um, landing spot for Tom Brady. Um, it's been reported that the two teams he's most likely to go to is the L.A. Chargers or Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, do you see a favorite in that? Um, it's probably a little bit stronger rumors on Tampa Bay. Where do you see him? I do up? see him ending up in Tampa Bay. It just seems like everyone's pointing to that camp. Um, and I didn't really think it was possible, but the more I kind of think about it, I, I, you could sell me on both, right? Uh, you know, I've heard rumors for that Giselle does not really enjoy Los Angeles and that she wanted to be closer to the Miami area. So that would make sense to me. Also, even if they wanted to be in New York, which they both seem to enjoy living in New York, uh, it's a much shorter, you know, ride two hours from Florida to New York. So you know, there's there's something there as well. Um, you know, with Bruce Arians, I think he's someone who's worked with a tremendous amount of extremely talented quarterbacks. Um, he probably will give Brady the full control of the offense. There are some good weapons there. They are willing to spend money uh, with the Chargers. You know, it's interesting because they have this new stadium and they're going to want to put um, asses in seats. You know, they're going to want to sell some tickets. So, uh, yeah. you know, will will would they be willing to pay Brady a significant amount to try to draw a crowd there? You know, I could see that he is opening up a production studio in, in Hollywood, supposedly. That came out a couple of weeks ago. So that would make sense there as well. And, you know, I, I, they also have some talented uh, weapons. The Chargers certainly have a decent team around him too. So I'll be curious which one, you know, he ends up with, but it just seems like everybody's pointing to the Buccaneers right now. Yeah, I see it like, I see it this way. I think the Chargers are probably a more done team. You know, I think he fits in there and you have your weapons, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, all those sort of guys. Um, whereas I think Tampa, if he goes there, I think there's promises of a couple moves and I wouldn't be surprised if, someone like Julian Edelman or Antonio Brown or somebody like that is also in the works because I don't see them quite the finished article just yet. So that that's just my my two cents. Um, 
on the situation. But yeah, it's interesting to see. I mean, he's never not going to be wearing Patriots colors, that's for sure. Um, touching on a couple of stories in the last couple of days, I mean, what caught your eye? Is it the DeAndre Hopkins trade to the Arizona Cardinals from the Houston Texans? Is it uh, Cam Newton being basically told to get out of Carolina? Uh, Jason Witten signing for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, what, what's what's kind of stood out to you? Because for me, the one the one move is the DeAndre Hopkins. I thought that the Cardinals stole stole him from the. Oh, Texans. unbelievable trade, right? I mean, you talk about the Bills doing a great job securing Diggs. Um, they gave up some decent capital for Diggs, but you know they have the ability to do that, and um, I thought that was a good move for uh, Buffalo, but the DeAndre Hopkins trade is really the kind of trade that you're just like, wow. I think if you're looking, a couple of the players you mentioned, you know, Jason Witten and Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady all played for teams for over 15 years, and now they're all going to be moving on playing elsewhere. It's going to be weird seeing Tom Brady in a different uniform. Even Jason Witten, you just picture him in a Cowboys uniform. He's going to be wearing a Raiders uniform. And, uh, you know, what's the fallout of of uh, Philip Rivers landing in Indianapolis. Does that make someone like Jacoby Brissett uh, expendable? And if that's the case, would the Patriots look at bringing Brissett in as maybe like a bridge quarterback? Yeah. Um, I think that's certainly on the table. Um, it wouldn't. I, I think that you're looking at a, a relatively manageable cap number. You could probably get him for a middle-round pick, which you have several of. And then that way you could have a little competition between him and Jarrett Stidham. And maybe you look for another guy over the next year or two as you're kind of, you know, re, uh, kind of reloading your roster. Sorry, I couldn't picture it for the words. But uh, I think those are some certainly some options. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's been absolutely fascinating. I mean, there's still other free agents out there. Um like I said, where's Cam Newton going to end up? I mean, Andy Dalton is expendable. Um, there's all sorts of people out there. Um, I, I, I think that's that's an interesting one. Teddy Bridgewater ending up in Carolina. I mean, I was listening to Matt Rule, and obviously, you know, half of this stuff could be BS, as you know. But two, two, two weeks ago, I'm listening to Matt Rule talk to Peter King. Yeah, you know, love Cam. Uh, can't wait to you know, see if he's going to be healthy in our quarterback. And, you know, 10 days later, he's... <laughs> Basically, one report, you know, they've, you know, told him to find a trade trade partner. And then there's like a statement on the website. Thank you for everything, Cam. So that could be one because if he's healthy, I think he's still got a little bit in the tank. But where does he end up? That's incredibly. I mean, what a, what a question that's right. right. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cam. I, I really loved Cam coming out of, of Auburn. I thought that his potential and the way the NFL was moving – now he looked, he, and he's just the way he's built and put together. I mean, he really has that kind of superhero figure, and he's extremely talented. Obviously, there have been character concerns in the past, and over the past couple of years, there have been some injury concerns with him. And so when you're talking about having to trade for someone, also pay him on top of that, about $20 million, I think he's on the books for now. Um, I think that something, somebody like the Chicago Bears makes a lot of sense for Cam Newton. I could see something like that happening Uh you know, but I don't see that happening for a team like the Patriots, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Um, give me maybe a couple of um, or under the radar move. I mean, we've talked about all these big money moves so far. Give me a little bit one of the maybe more under the radar moves so far that you like um, in the NFL. 
Well, uh, Jordan Phillips, who was a defensive lineman for uh, the Bills, I-, I was really thinking the Patriots were going to maybe target him. He was a reserve uh, lineman for Buffalo, and he had uh, nine and a half sacks this last season. And I was looking, you know, with so many, uh, with so many uh, AFC East teams kind of poaching off each other, like many divisions in the NFL. You're looking at a 27-year-old guy who had a ton of pressure up the middle. I thought the Patriots could add some beef, but along with Florence Guy on the defensive line, he ends up going to the Cardinals for three years, $30 million. Um, pretty high price tag as most free agency in the first 48 hours will go. But I would say uh, that was someone, that was kind of an under-the-radar move that I was hoping the Patriots would make. I thought the Cardinals made a good move. I'll tell you, the Cardinals, you know, getting out of the David Johnson contract, uh, and so I think that it looks like they're going to try to work me out with Kenyon Drake, which seems to be a great system fit. Now you get DeAndre Hopkins. If they can focus to the defense, Kyler Murray in the second year with Cliff Kingsbury, I think the Cardinals are a fascinating team to watch as they're kind of going through uh, everything right now. Um, some under the radar moves to the Patriots. Uh, I Again, I'll be fascinated to see what happens with uh, Joe Tooney. I think the Patriots are still going to be involved in – acquiring a wide receiver or tight end by via trade over the next several days. Reportedly, they were in on DeAndre Hopkins uh, and Stephon Diggs. To what extent, I'm not sure. But I, I, will, I would almost guarantee there will be some kind of trade with the Patriots at one of those positions before the NFL draft. Um, I do think that they're going to still look to, you know, business is not going to stop because Tom Brady's, uh, you know, not here anymore. They're going to try to keep building around it, uh, around whoever they have a quarterback. And they, and the, and the reality is they need to totally overhaul the tight end position. There's not a lot of depth um, at the, in the free agency class or the draft class at tight end. So you're going to have to kind of put a premium on that. And receiver wise, you have some interesting things to figure out. What's the status of Julian Edelman? Nikhil Harry showed some promise, but we're looking forward to seeing what he can do in his second year. Mohamed Sanu had some production and then got hurt. We'll see how he looks, but the team could even move on from him and save six and a half million technically, but it just depends on what direction they want to go. I still think they have a lot of overhauling on offense to do, and I, they will be adding some, some youth and speed to the front seven. Well, it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see. I think one of the things to keep an eye on, especially in the Brady thing going to Tampa, I think he's going to look at that division as as a division I think he, he can get out of. Um, Carolina, new coach, not quite sure what they have. Um, I think you have the Falcons who, again, are not, not as formidable as they, they once were. And I think the same with the Saints. You know, I think he's going to look at that division. Whereas if you go with the Chargers, you have to play Pat Mahomes twice, you have to go to Denver play them um, never easy and also the Las Vegas Raiders so I think maybe that's going to play uh, a role in his decision I also think the the Ravens I mean they're stacked now I mean they stole as well another one of those moves they stole Campbell Kelly's Campbell from the Jacksonville Jaguars for Freaking fifth, fifth round, round pick, pick. I mean, unbelievable I was like that was a great I mean, move what the hell yeah I was thinking what, how does that happen you know um, so they're, they're going to be stacked. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I also would be surprised if someone like Todd Gurley is going to be in trade talks. I know the Rams might want to move off him. So it's going to be fascinating to see him. Well, you're, listen, you're the man for giving me your time and joining me here um, on my pod, the seasonal sports. It's been long overdue. So can't thank you enough for your time. And uh, yeah, so tell me where people can find you 
on on Twitter at Patriots Haven, um, and also you're obviously your beat writer uh, for PatsFans.com, Pats Fourth and Two podcast. Tell me anywhere else people can find you and listen to you and read your read your stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it, Asmir. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, nice. I'm, I'm very active on Twitter uh, at Patriots Haven H A V E N. Um, that's all kind of no spaces or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, Patriots fourth and two is the podcast that I do with Steve Balsteri and Russ Goldman that we've had you on there before. And we've been doing that for seven years now. We usually do a show once a week, once every other week, depending on the time of year, uh, Steve and I, for sure. And, uh, I believe Russ as well. We'll be doing a new show probably towards the end of this week. Um, but yeah, you know, honestly, as here, I've been, I've been a fan of, of football since <laughs> as long as I can remember, and um, I, I, I love the in-season stuff and the off-season stuff, you know, almost equally for many different reasons. I love the free agency news. I think it's fun and entertaining. And with all the, 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 um, all the sadness right now in the world and all the concern, I think it's at least given people a little bit of a, an escape of reality, a little bit of a bright spot um, to kind of help calm the masses down, obviously with some serious uh, world pandemic issues as you know, we don't have to go into, but I'm happy to have you know, be able to talk about this with you anytime. And, uh, you know, I, I'll certainly be willing to come back on, uh, you know, whenever, you know, whenever you'll have me. So. Well, that's the thing. I follow you on Twitter and obviously I've, um, I love your, your work and Russ and Steve. Um, and I know you're the one who's very much into these transactions. So I was thinking, who can I get to talk um, free agency with me, and I, you, I thought you were the guy because I'm with you. I, I think it's a great distraction in, in the world right now. I'm checking these episodes like, like candy at the moment, uh, just to keep me busy and occupied while I'm in <laughs> lockdown. So um, no, it was a blast. Honestly, I, I, we could we could talk here for another sure. hour at least. But no, that that was a blast. Thanks a lot. No, I appreciate you coming on, and um, hope to speak to you. Yes, again very, sounds very great. Soon. And again, we have a, we'll have to link up soon, and we can discuss the aftermath when all when all the free agency moves kind of fall into place, but uh, you know, definitely stay safe and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Same, same to you, man.